Hola, soy Miguel Maltos González con Firme Personal Arts and Culture Podcast coming to you from the Pacific Northwest. Um, let's see, wow, today it's a rainy day in Spokane, so the other day it was foggy, but today it's raining, or as people call it, raining. I call it just a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of moisture, maybe a little humidity compared to what it's like in San Anto. San Anto is a very, very different culture, man, a very different world compared to what people know up here in El Isla. Yeah, it's very different. For example, in San Anto, it's predominantly Mexican and Mexican-American. And I say both Mexican and Mexican-American because a lot of people there, they are first generation. There are many first gen that, that have recently come from Mexico to work or to live or to, to you know, be near family that has moved there a generation before or so. They travel here for work, but they, they still live in Mexico, man. I mean, it's it's just right there. The border is right there, man. They come into Laredo. They work all the time. They go back. And vice versa. Yeah. San Anto. It's maybe about four hours from the border. Maybe three hours thereabout. You know, depends on how you go and, and who you're driving with, <laughs> I guess. More like it. Depends who you're driving with. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not a, a far drive to get into Mexico. And then where my wife's family is from in Monterrey, it's another three and a half hours. So it's not a bad drive to go see family. You know, it's not something you want to do every weekend because it can be exhausting and plus crossing the border now I'm sure it's more stressful than it was uh, when we were first going back in the early thousands yeah it was um, it was kind of kind of crazy because you see both my wife and I we were both married before right and her ex-husband he, you know, when you go to Mexico, you have to to get a license plate, so to speak, uh, like a pass, like a decal that it goes on your car up by the the rearview mirror. And so you have to go, and you essentially you rent it for a set amount of time, and then you have to give it back. So it's not like you get, you know tags on your license plate and they're yours for the year and then when you renew that well you just throw away the old tags and put new ones on there or you just cover the old ones with the new ones you know no it's not like that it's not simple no they can't make it simple you've got to remove that decal off your car give them the actual sticker back regardless of what condition it is when you took it off you have to give it back and then, at that point, they consider that business closed and then they'll open new business. 
then you'd have to start the process again. You'd have to apply. You'd have to have your birth certificate. And if you're married, you'll have to have the marriage certificate. Uh, you'll have to have the proof of ownership for that vehicle. So that means you have to have an invoice of when you, you first bought it and started paying for it. Or you have to have I guess the stub, the portion of where you're making payments on that car, either or. And you have to have proof of insurance. And you have to provide uh, your passport, you know, either the card or the book. And all of this has to be original documentation. It can't be black and white copies. They want only originals every time. That's right only originals every time you drive into Mexico and it would have to be the same personal information of course minus the, the car and the insurance but you'd have to be the same personal information per passenger in the vehicle so as a family of five we had to have five birth certificates and you know five passports five five yeah five everything all originals it's such a hassle to prepare and get all that documentation it costs money you know to go to the county to the courthouse or whatever and get this paperwork in order to get ready to go on a trip to Mexico so that's where I'm saying you probably wouldn't want to do this every weekend but the thing is if, if you did that once then you could buy that decal and that decal would be good for however long you buy it they have a three-day decal and they have a two-week decal and they have I think it's like a three month and a six month and a one year decal something like that it's broken it's it's spaced out like that and it's so that you can you know, you know if you know you're gonna be coming back uh, at least you can you can help expedite some of that that process by going with the extended time decal so anyway having that decal then you know it was on the car she was in a horrible car accident, and the car was totaled, taken to the junkyard. It's a scrap of metal, and the thing is, they had a three-day decal, and he refused to take it back, because he's like, no, we'll come back next weekend, and we'll return it whenever we come back, and she's like, but we're leaving right now. The office is right there. We are driving past it. Let's leave it now, so we don't have to deal with it in the future. And, of course, he needs to have things the way he has to. So, he chose to say no. And remember that whole concept we talked about? Of, of you know, Mija doesn't leave the house till she's married. But the boy can do whatever he wants. Well, he's a part of that culture. Yeah. He's the man. He does whatever he wants. Whatever he says. My way. That's it. It's, it's, wait a minute. It's in stone, man. That's it. But that's the way he grew up. That's what he was. And he'd rather win the argument than be practical. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, decal stayed on the vehicle. The vehicle was towed and junked and scrapped and gone. So, years later, we go into Mexico. And she thinks to herself, self, Dang, 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know if they're so technical with the paperwork. I don't know that they would forget that. But hey, we'll we'll see what happens when we get there. You know, let's not worry about it now. We'll worry about it when we have it. I'm that kind of person. It's a problem when it becomes a problem. Otherwise, you know what? You keep things maintained. You keep things fixed, and you won't have problems. So there we are. There we are. Can't get in because they say that she has to turn in the job. And she says, but the car was totaled. It's it's completely scrapped. And they said, well, it doesn't matter. Drag the car here. I don't care. And they're like, that was three years ago. That decal will never come back. That car is scrap metal. It's Don't you understand that? It's never coming back. Can't I just pay a fine for something and move past this? And they're like, no. You are never allowed to drive into Mexico again for the rest of your life because you're not bringing me this decal. You are banned from Mexico. And that's what he says. So we walk away and we're like, what the hell? Seriously, a sticker. A sticker. They don't want to hear anything else. They only want it their way. So then I say, well, I've never been, I've never driven to Mexico. You know, I've never been in like this. So you know what? Why don't I fill out a decal? Here, give me the paperwork for the car and everything. Everybody's paperwork. So I go in and I say, this is my car. I said, here it is. Here's paperwork for the car, paperwork for the insurance, paperwork for everything. I'm driving. It's my car. And we go. We go back to the same guy, okay? The same bottle. And he looks at it and he reads it. It obviously says Nancy's name on it. It obviously says the car is insured under her and me, but it has her name on it because it's her car. She bought the car, year, you know, a couple of years or whatever before we were married. So there we are. The guy looks at the paperwork he's reading. He looks at me. He looks at her, and he says. You're saying that this is your car? And I said, yes. And he looks at me, and he looks at the paperwork, and he says, okay. And he stamps this, and he stamps that, and he processes things, and he gives us the sticker, he tells us where to put in, and all this and all that. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Just because I'm a guy, just because I'm a guy, that he, he allowed this to happen. Yeah, yeah, just because I'm a guy, because the, the, the guy calls the shots. The woman doesn't know anything, but the guy calls the shots. That's, that's what happened. And I thought to myself, man, that is so crazy that this is how their society behaves and believes. I mean, it was hard for me to believe, because growing up, it was not like that in my household. Uh-huh, no way. No, I grew up with two brothers, two sisters. And, you know, the way my parents raised us is we were all equal. Mijo doesn't get any more than Mijo does. Because once we get out of this house and we're living out there in reality, both Mijo and Mija are going to have to figure things out. Mijo and Mija are going to have to learn how to provide.
the kid talk about how proud he is and how excited he is that he's he's coming into his own responsibility and his friends are, are proud of him you know they're happy for him they're proud of him and my dad's like you know what I'm taking your photograph I'm gonna put you on the wall in the Guadalupe yeah we're gonna title this my first car alright yeah that's what this, this image is gonna be your first car Andale, here we go now just chill just chill just
a field preview. There's nothing. No. You have you have a thumb and advanced lever for your film, a shutter button, a frame counter. That's nice. And it has your shutter speed dial on top and a rewind crank. experiences 
and I've, I've met many people that are like, you know what, you, you are Mexican, you are American, but due to where you grew up, how you grew up, you never learned Spanish, you know, you were the person that was called Mike instead of Miguel, and, you know, I, I can relate to you, I can understand what you've grown up with. I can understand how you have this cultural identity within you, and you have this battle. Am I Mexican? Am I American? You know, damn it, where where am I? Who am I? And identity is a real thing. A lot of a lot of other cultures, they I'm sure they experience something similar. We're not the only ones, but other cultures they have this switch that they can completely turn off one and turn off the other at times and I see the the Russian community up here in Spokane and I think I connect with them I think, I don't know I'm learning this because they have obviously their their their, their, their um, Russian language that they speak, their own dialect, because I'm sure it varies depending upon where you live. And then they speak English. Their English is very good. Their Russian, of course, sounds very good. But they're white. You're walking around Spokane, you're white, you're white. Yeah. But when you're brown and you speak something other than English, oh, hey, where are you from? What is your country of origin? Ah, that's a phrase I did not hear until I came up here. What is your country of origin? Ah, but that is for another talk. So I say to you, comadres, compadres, Thank you for joining me on Firme. Uh, we have more episodes to come. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll move on through this journey. Let's find out what it means, this country of origin concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bueno. <laughs>